Hello. Hi. Hi, Jenny. Here we go. How's it going? Good. Good. Just do this at the moment. What did you say? Just the two of us at the moment. Yeah, I guess so. Well, should... Oh, Laurie's here. Yay. Hi, Laurie. Hi, ladies. I was just finishing up a prayer partner call. I was like, oh, it's 10. Yes, yes. <laughs> How are you both doing? Did one of you pray in? Not yet. It was, uh, I just came in literally like a few, few seconds before you did. Whoa. I just have to wipe my eyes because during the prayer this morning, um, it was, it was at my prayer partner call was with Connie. Yeah. Um, during the prayer, as I was saying something about her son, I heard his voice really strong in my head and I said it and she said, I heard the same message at the same time. So it was just like, it was just, just a beautiful moment. Just so wow. I, I just got off that call going, Ah, grateful for those moments. Yeah. Who would like to pray? I will. Okay. Okay. Ah, taking this breath of so much love and gratitude. We are grateful to come together and hold space for each other and be the two or more that are gathered for the purpose of our healing and joyful awakening that'll be shared with all beings everywhere. We invite our highest, most loving self, the Holy Spirit, into our open heart, into our open mind. And we ask Spirit to be in charge of this call. We're grateful to know that we don't have to worry about what to say or what to do. Our willingness has already been accepted and spirit is doing all the heavy lifting. And we're happy to fully trust that this call will unfold perfectly for our highest good and the highest good of all. We place on the altar any and all blocks to love that are coming up for healing. Any sense of lack and limitation, any belief in unworthiness, any sense that we're not good enough as we are, we're happy to place them on the altar and allow it to be healed back to the root cause. What I know about us is that we are whole. We are limitless. We are innocent. We are beautiful. We're wholly lovable and wholly loving. And we are worthy just because we exist. We don't have to do anything to prove ourselves. We don't have to labor, push density, fix anything, change anything. We're willing to allow ourselves to just be and accept the truth of who we are. We're willing to accept our own wholeness, our own limitlessness. And we're happy to share the benefits of our realization, our healing, our journey, our awakening 
and our joyful joining with all because we're one with them. And with great gratitude, we allow ourselves to accept the blessing, the healing. We're happy to know that everything, everything is happening for our highest good. And so it is. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Jenny, I haven't seen oh. you. Yeah, I'm sleepy. I've been sitting in the sun. <laughs> it's the sun doesn't always come out here like it has, and now it's like it's really beautiful weather, and it makes everybody, yeah, changes the whole feeling here. So yeah, but I'm also a little bit sleepy <laughs> from the heat. <clears throat> Have the two of you been doing counseling sessions lately? No. I'm kind of in this place where I don't, I kind of. I'm not really sure where I'm at with the spiritual counseling. I think with counseling in general, in a way, um, because I have studied psychotherapy the past couple of years and I'm in between. I could go on and do the master's um, in Ireland. It's four years training. So I've done two and um, I'm taking a break from it. And yeah, I feel like there's some stuff coming up for healing right now because I came on the call and I was like, oh, no, it's here. Great. You know, I can, like I'm running, you know, just this kind of, woo, get out of here. And then I was like, oh, no. Um, but I think that's just the stuff that's there, you know, that I think part of me, like I'm a little bit done with the heaviness or it feels heavy to me, which is probably not the spiritual counseling. It's probably my stuff around it. But um. Yeah, so I haven't really, I haven't had any uh, contact with any clients or been on the training. I wasn't, I missed the last training call. And um, yeah, I, I guess I'm also in a period of deciphering my next step. And yeah, part of me is just really tired. You know, I don't think that I'm just tired because of the sun, but I'm kind of feeling like when I came on, I was like, oh, like just with... Um, I don't know if I want to do counselling anymore like I've just worked in that area for seven years and um, it's I'm doing bookkeeping at the moment and I'm just loving working with numbers there's no taxing on taxing funny word to choose when I'm talking about finances because but you know there's nothing it's so I, I just find it easy you know and I think I find the counseling very challenging and I know that that's um part of growth you know it's not it's okay to be challenged but yeah I guess just part of me feels like I just want to break and also you know I think there's I was just talking to my mum beforehand and I think I, you know, I've been her, I felt like I was her counsellor my whole life. <laughs> kind of going, do I want to? Am I just actually repeating the same pattern by doing this work? Or, I, or am I just shifting 
how I feel about it. Like I don't feel attached to it. So, you know, before I used to have an identity around it, like I felt powerful because I could carry the weight of all this emotional baggage in, in our family. And now I don't want to carry that, you know, I don't, and I don't want to carry other people's stuff. So, you know, maybe that's just part of giving myself space for this stuff to come up and not really wanting to meet with people, but also people not contacting me. So it's kind of opened up that I have that kind of room. Yeah, I um, I know that the the typical counseling model or what I what I was aware that it was, and even just life coaching when I was doing that was very different than what we've learned as far as in this program, and. Um, I remember that even giving tarot card readings, I used to get really exhausted. There was a time period I would go through and life coaching, I would get tired. And sometimes even now, if I do a counseling session and I'm focused on um, for me, what comes up is, is, and I'm not saying it's you, um, I've just started to notice, okay, I'm tired. Oh, I was focusing on the fact that I was doing it to make money. Like that's me mm-hmm. being really like honest. Like, like if somebody comes in and I think, oh, create $60. Like, and if that just even goes across my mind, I, I've learned, okay, if I, if I continue in this mindset, I'm going to be really, really tired after my session. And so that sometimes it snaps me into, um, okay, how can I be here? How can I be, how can I make this person my meditation? How can I see this part of myself that's coming up and I'm having the opportunity to hold space for? And uh, sometimes life happens and I'm in that other space of, oh, I'm hungry and I'll start thinking in my head, what am I going to have for dinner? And I get to pull myself back. So it's like, I, there are like three typical things my ego mind goes to when I'm not fully present with somebody and or when I feel tired after a session and it's been when I start thinking about them as a number like a monetary number if I start thinking about my day like if I'm like thinking what I'm going to do next or I'm hungry like if I go to what I need instead of why I'm there it's the other one because I started to pay attention to that recently because I was just I was like, okay, it's not bad and it's not wrong. I'm just going to start to observe it. Um, what's the other one? Um, worrying that I was saying the wrong thing or that I wouldn't know what to say. Like, if they start talking and I go into that mindset of, how in the world am I supposed to help this person? 
then I catch myself and I go, oh, but it's not you that's helping this person. But those are the, the three common ones that I've noticed have been coming up lately when I realize I'm not present with whether it's a friend. I've started to like notice how am I showing up for in like a community call when someone else is talking in a class with Jennifer is my mind wandering when I'm with a client, um, when I'm with friends, like I've just been noticing it goes back to that whole concept of how present am I? And that is indirect correlation to how tired or what my energy level ends up. Being. I don't know if that makes sense or because I was really listening to what you said and, and I can really relate to um, being in that space. Um, yeah, so that's what came to mind. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't feel like it's <clears throat> like for me. Like I'm sure there's part of it that's my thinking. Um, but I also, I guess it's just a part that maybe it's like a child part. That's like, what about me? Do you know that I, I have a lot of pain coming up for healing and it's a really intense part of my journey. It feels like that's really important. And, you know, people come and, you know, that I've done sessions with and they usually show up at the perfect time around the perfect thing, you know, that I can completely relate to because, um, know that's kind of where I'm at I think you know one of the thoughts I have around it is that I have to be there for them you know this idea that's one of the things I would have had when I was a kid you know in a way it's like self-sacrificial you know okay just got to shove all that stuff aside you know and and that's not healthy for me and um yeah I guess I don't want to I don't want to do that anymore um for sure I don't think I am but you know there's just a part that's just contemplating do, what I just like to do work that's not of that nature you know mm-hmm. I don't know the answer to that yet well I heard you say earlier too that you have been doing it for your mother for a very mm. long time and you just said that you've felt that you felt responsible. Yes. Um, and so it sounds like there's part that what about me part of you is saying, I just want some breathing room. I, I just, you know, when was the last time you played? That's the question that's coming through my mind in this moment. So when was the last time you got to play? I don't know. Like I I sat down and I did some coloring the other day. It was pretty exciting. Um, Yeah, it's a good question. I got out to the gym and I enjoyed that. Uh, Sometimes it feels playful. Sometimes it feels like a different energy. Well, yeah, I'll contemplate that because it's, yeah, 
fun to have that's the other part of it you know that kind of work is quite serious a lot of the time you know it will laugh with people so you know can bring humor to it but yeah it's, it's um about balance and it is about responsibility to know that i i think i'm i want to let go of that you know idea that i'm responsible for someone else's well-being and um I find that harder to do if I'm showing up in counseling sessions, you know, or maybe that's the perfect place, I don't know, to practice, but it does feel like I just need breathing space and allowing myself to have that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, the accounting work sounds like you're able to, you know, counseling is can be that that emotional piece. And then when you're working with numbers, it's like there's just a very kind of logical piece that comes out. So you can, it can be meditative in its own right. Yeah. Yeah, I feel energized by it, you know. It's satisfying and that's, you know, Sometimes it's just change and I never would have chosen it. It was definitely spirit just kind this is what you need to do for now. Um, you know, having to let go of my identity and my profession as well. And just I don't I just don't I just don't think that's so valuable anymore, you know, this kind of status where being qualified based on anything other than being myself. And you know, so and I appreciate that that's a lot of the spiritual counseling training you know jennifer wants you to feel qualified as a person you know and i think that's really really valuable so you know it keeps me showing up because i'm obviously still curious um yeah i guess it's just it's just where i'm at where i'm i feel like i'm in this long it feels like a long process of kind of going i really don't know what spirit wants me to do next i have no clue I do have some clue because I have a sense of you know my gifts and talents and where I'm at but um, sometimes it feels like it would be a waste of some of my gifts and talents to not you know all I've learned and it's a, it's a beautiful thing to be able to share but maybe it's just not right now You know, <clears throat> one of one of the things that has I've learned through taking this certification is that what I really came to was all I have to do is show up and love and serve whoever's in front of me, however that looks and the abundance will be taken care of. And that's what I say to spirit every day. Like I will show up and love and serve whoever you put in front of me. And that could be the checkout clerk at the mm -hmm. grocery store. That could be, you know, and, it, and I know you to be a very loving and compassionate person. So the, you know, the people that you're coming into contact with, even as you're doing this accounting work, they're benefiting from 
the love and the kindness that you show up from. So, um, I just know that you are using your gifts and talents regardless of how it's showing up in this moment. You're still using them. Mm -hmm. You're just turning them. It sounds like you're turning them toward yourself and saying, I'm going to love and serve myself right now. I'm going to, I'm choosing to give myself some breathing space and I'm going, I am starting to pay attention to what it is I desire. And so you are still showing up loving and serving because even if someone showed up in front of you with a ledger and they were going through something, you would look at them and you would just hold space for them and you'd just be kind and loving. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Lori. I am. Um, I've been working with a lot of like sense of lack lately, and it's manifesting in all kinds of ways. But the main one that I became very clearly aware of the past few days is that I have such anxiety and discomfort around allowing myself to just be without doing anything, without proving my worth, without accomplishing anything, without um, doing my best to like live my purpose, whatever that means. And, and there's this idea that, Oh, there's all these amazing things that spirits want, spirit wants me to do, and yet I have no idea what they are. I have no idea how to do them. I can't listen, like can't hear the guidance. And here I am, just like sitting in my apartment, like not feeling like doing anything, not motivated to do anything. And time is just ticking by, and I'm wasting my life. Those are like the repeated thoughts, the patterns that were um, uh, going on, and. I just, it just occurred to me um, while I was meditating, I had this moment of, okay, so what, what happens if I don't um, fulfill my purpose or don't um, make all the wrong choices and end up like so far away from my quote unquote divine blueprint, if there is such a thing, like that what happens then? And I didn't really get to the answer of like what happens then, but what, what came to me was this very clear, clear knowing this voice, reassuring voice that said, it doesn't matter. I can love myself anyway. Like it doesn't matter. And and when, when I hear hear thoughts like that I know it's spirit like that's what spirit is like it <laughs> spirit is not like um 
doesn't have a report card in his hand, like evaluating my every choice and saying like, Oh, how did you do today, Rieko? Like, did you choose love? Like <laughs> in a kind of like a very um, judgmental, um, <laughs> judgmental way. Like, did you realize we're not, were you a good spiritual student today? Were you a good spiritual counselor today? You know, it's not doing that. It's just saying like, you could do whatever, whatever your heart's calling you, you will experience what you'll experience and it's all good. And your job is to love yourself and love your brother and remember that you're one. Like it's so simple. And yet the ego likes to make it so complicated and like even turn all these helpful concepts around to say, okay, like if your job is to choose love and you're not choosing love, then you're not worthy, right? Like if you, if your job is to um, let go of judgments and you're still holding on to it, you're not worthy. Like um, if you took on the spiritual counseling program and you're not feeling like counseling, you're not being good enough. Like all these, um, <laughs> it will use everything as a reason to feel unworthy um, or reinforce that sense of lack and unworthiness. But what if I can be willing to be more and more, just allow myself to just be and sit in the knowing that I'm worthy just because I'm here and I don't, my worth doesn't depend on whether or not I become a good spiritual counselor, whether or not I make money doing it, whether or not, um, whatever it's, it's, um, if I can make my worth like something inherent and something that I just know inherently, then everything else, everything I do as Rieko is just kind of like icing on the cake. It's, it's, it's just, um, it could be anything and I could still do it joyfully. Uh, and I'm recognizing that like so much of um, what's in the world too. Like I, I realize I reckon because I, <laughs> I recently um, had two new clients and which I was very delighted about and I had such a great time working with them. And, but what's been triggered after that is that um, I, I received the record low amount of love offering from one of them. And uh, the other one um, has not um, paid or filled out my form in a week and a half. And I followed up with her and haven't heard from her <laughs> in this like sense of like, um, you know, all the ego thoughts got triggered by that, but I really had to just come back to and say, okay, Rieko, like you said, Lori, if I turn my clients into numbers, I, if I start seeing them as like my, my means of um, earning a living or proving my worth or that like my, my, um, they are my source and that like, if they're not paying me, then I'm not um, being supported. Like all those things. Like if I really go down that route, like, no, this is not, I'm not going to go there. It's just, come back to the truth which is my source there's only one source and that's god and it's limitless and that's that's my source my client's not my source my um counseling career is not my source like none of that is my source my job is to show up like you said Lori, and to just be present and to love whoever's in front of me unconditionally um and so now I can be grateful that my clients have been triggering me in the perfect way for me to have that realization, right? <laughs> um, 
And so, Jenny, I totally relate to that sense of, um, of heaviness, of not feeling like whatever we're doing right now is not quite what we would like to do or are meant to do, or that um, there's a sense of, like, if I don't finish what I started, then I'm a failure. Like, for me, that's, that's the um, thought that comes up. Um, but then, like, what what if like you being drawn to accounting right now is like just exact perfect thing for you to be doing right now. And what if the point of it is not to finish the certification program or even to become a, do it as a profession after we get the certification, but to just, um, the experience of, uh, being in the program and doing everything as a part of that program is what we needed in order for us to uh, find more freedom, to uh, be able to love ourselves more, to um, to share from a place of joy and overflow instead of um, giving away pieces of us and um, thinking that we need to, we're not worthy unless we help this person or we, we're not worthy unless we help this person have an insight or aha or this big healing. <laughs> um, I kind of lost my train of thoughts, but uh, it just came very strongly when I was listening to you that, oh, this is exactly where Jenny needs to be right now. It's perfect. And it might not feel as comfortable or as uplifting as uh, um, as we we might like imagine to be, but it's whatever you're experiencing, whatever you're feeling, whatever thoughts that are coming up, like all of that is perfect right now. And whatever you need to know or need to see will just be revealed to you in time. Yeah. Thank you. I'm just feeling such a synchronicity in this conversation today. Thank you. Well, it's funny because, Rieko, what I remember, what struck me as you were talking was remembering you and what you shared on the community call on Saturday for Masterful Living 3, and that was and I remember this because you were so set on if I know that what I do touches the life of one person, mm. that's all that matters. And that and and what what I heard was with those two people you were giving given the gift of experiencing that. And what I heard in my head after that was it all comes down to the spiritual contract that you hold in your heart. So your aspiration, your intention and your goal and everything else will play out from there. So just like, what is my aspiration as I'm going, as I'm, as I'm living my life? What is my intention? What is my goal? And paying attention to that and watching that unfold and watching that support show up um, 
and and I'm being reminded that when I have done this in the past, the synchronicity just shows up. When I remember my aspiration, my intention, and my goal, you know, it's it just becomes so simple. And then all the other stuff falls into place. And I understand, oh, this challenge happened because it's helping me see this. And this, I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm, I'm having these experiences where even like yesterday, I had a really intense experience. And afterwards, I was shown you got to experience the power of prayer. <laughs> I was like, well, I would rather not have experienced it that way, but okay, you know. Um, and, you know, just knowing and really trusting that uh, the experiences we have and are having are like, I have no doubt, Rico, that when you're talking about um, learning about worth and self-worth and doing instead of being, like in my head when you were talking, what I heard was she is a master teacher and growing into um, becoming a master teacher of comparison and of helping people really understand that concept. That was just a sense I got as far as the path of self-love. Thank you, Lori. Yeah, and thank you for reminding me what I shared on Saturday because I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and when I heard you say, reflect back to me that if I could affect, if I could help one person as a result of everything I experienced that it's all worth it. It just like made me tear up again, which helped me realize like how, how powerful that thought is for me right now. Um, and even with what you just um, told me, it's like, yeah, if I could even help one person with that, um, it's all worth it. Yeah, because I'm recognizing how much um, discomfort and how like deep-seated the sense of unworthiness has been. And um, like even for taking, so I left um, a very like lucrative corporate job last year, middle of last year, and I've been just freelancing ever since and just doing my best to trust that all will be, provided um what i need will be provided for um but uh, when when there's a period of lull or like seemingly no gigs no job not no paychecks coming in the the mind just 
starts to go to okay you need to you need to go get a job Rieko. like it's it does all kinds of tap dance and uh <laughs> trying to figure it out and and then when there are paychecks coming in and when there are jobs coming in there's the sense of oh my god now i'm too busy or that like okay now what what's next where's the next paycheck coming from where's the next job right so there's no end to that and i'm realizing this is all tied to the fact that i'm i'm so afraid like terrified of um not being able to support myself not being able to um make a living all of that so terrifying and this this sense of lack and unworthiness is so unbearable and um, uncomfortable that I'm doing everything in my power to try to avoid sitting with it. I'm just trying to come up with a way by doing, doing, doing like, okay, let's just go get a job and make money so that we don't have to deal with this feeling. Um, and I see like now this, that, that helps me I, this morning. I realized this helps me have compassion for like capitalism, for example, like the whole model of capitalism is based on this fear that there's not enough. So an end that there's no one that's going to take care of you unless you like do it for yourself. So we, it, it's built on that, those beliefs. So it's doing everything it can possibly do to, to try to re, like assure or secure as much money and, wealth as possible for itself so that uh, you don't have to face that fear or the terror or the discomfort of this sense of unworthiness and lack. Um, and of course, that's why it's showing up in my world. <laughs> but what if we could just like, for a second, just like sit with that discomfort and get into okay what does the feeling of lack and fear of not being provided for like feel like like what does it feel like in my body like what what is it about it that's so uncomfortable just like sit with there for a second and and then ask ourselves like is this really true that we are not worthy and then see what answers we're given you know um Because I have no idea why we're playing this experiment, but I'm kind of done with it. <laughs> this game of game of black, I don't know. Um, um, but uh, yeah, part of me felt so frustrated in a way that this unworthiness thing is like coming comes up all the time like even after all the work we've been doing and but I'm realizing okay the reason why it comes up over and over again because this is like a collective experience we're having in the human um, human experience uh, because like when you're separate from the source you can't feel worthy. So like if, if we're still uh, believing that we're separate somehow, like the sense of black is always going to be there because we are missing something because we are, if we think we're separate, we are like missing, um, seemingly missing um, something for sure. So, but realizing that my, the, the issues that I'm working with 
that show up in my Reiko's life is directly tied to our entire human consciousness, like the sense, like the belief in lack that we all share we, when we came to this world. Like it's all tied together literally. Um, it made me realize, okay, of course, like I'm, we're all here to like heal this belief together. And so of course this is our day-to-day -day work and that's, I'm okay with that. Like we're, we're, we're doing it together. It's not that I'm failing because my world hasn't, <laughs> everyone else is living in a world where there's, you know, money and all that. And I'm just going to go off to like La La Land where <laughs> I don't have to deal with any of that stuff. Like, and if that's not happening, I'm a failure. No, that's not true. It's, I'm doing this with everybody and what I'm seeing out there is in me like Course in Miracles 101, but it, it helps to be reminded of that. Um, yeah. I also see you out there, you know, <clears throat> as you're meeting people, totally being able to, <laughs> I can see you in front of a group saying, and I went through days, I went through absolute days where I would wake up and think that, how do I establish my worth? I have to do something like, so you're, you are experiencing and having these experiences. And as you're healing them, you'll be able to share from an authentic place with others, what it was that worked for you. And that will be an inspiration to others. So your willingness right now to contemplate all this, to allow yourself to go through it, is actually of service to the world because it is supporting the mass consciousness. Everything we choose to look at and heal, I truly know we are healing it for the mass consciousness as well. That I, I know to be true, you know. Yesterday, I had just a series of, you know, you know how like little things just add up? I, um, I first of all, my roommate put the ad up because she's leaving. She's going back to grad school, so this, two and a half years, three years I've had with the perfect roommate is about to come to an end. So that brings up a lot of fear because we just click. It's been amazing. So of course that brings up fear on a lot of levels. So that went up yesterday. My internet went down right before I was supposed to do an activation session for somebody. So that brought up fear of, oh my gosh, I took my dog out to play fetch and I threw the ball, looked away, looked down, he was laying on the ground. And I was like, that's weird, he never does that. So he got up and he was hopping and he was totally, his back leg was raised way up. He wasn't even putting weight on it. And so that brought up some stuff and I immediately spiraled. And on top of everything else, I'm abandoned. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do about him? Oh my gosh, like he's 90 pounds. How am I going to get him into the car? If some, something like just this whole spiral got him inside. And I just like, my back door's open. 
I'm doubled over holding my middle, just wailing, like just like hyperventilating, just feeling the feeling I was feeling. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, who can I call? Who can I call? Who can I call? Who can I call? And in my head, I heard this voice say, who can you truly call in this world that will make you feel better? And I got no one, like regardless of who I were to call, even if it were one of you, it was like, so I just started praying and I have made my grounding board recently. So I was calling on all of the people on my grounding board and I was just like, heal this story in me, help me, you know, and I just did that and I went and sat in front of it and I'm talking and I'm crying and I'm telling them that I'm grateful and I'm, and then I came out and I was like, okay, okay, I feel better. And I went and something said, just go outside, go clean up the backyard, you know, walk around the perimeter. And so I started doing that and I was continuing to pray and my dog gets up and he starts walking after me completely okay. Like completely okay. And I looked over, the internet was up again. And my email was starting to get responses of people responding to the ad. So like, I got to see, okay, the power of prayer. I wasn't praying to get anything. I was, I was just saying, you know, I was calling on the violet flame to surround the situation. I was asking for support with acceptance and to show me the next course of action and what to do and to take my fear. And I was offering over all of the things. And um, what I really got was, um, because of the class with Jennifer the other day for spiritual counseling, and when she was talking about target audience, one of the things that struck me was, what am I working on in myself that I can be an example of? For, like, my target audience is, is where I can authentically share my, my experience. And so I'm, I'm starting to see, okay... <laughs> I have a lot of opportunity coming up here because each time the divine alarm clock goes off, it's really showing me from a different level. Even when I'm going through it, like when I was doubled over, I was in it. Like I was in that story. I was embodying that story. I mean, I remember just being like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like literally those were the words coming out of my mouth and like, like just like feeling it. And at the same time, I didn't judge myself for that. And then now as I'm looking back on it yesterday, I'm able to go from this space. All right, Lori, what were the learnings that you got from that? Like, so there's a different thing that's showing up now. So I don't, instead of getting lost in the story, it's almost like there's a willingness in me now to go, how did this help me? What did this show me? And 
you know, I'm still feeling that discomfort because I still, of course, get the fear and, and everything else and the emotions come up. And um, just learning to look at things a different way, but just hearing, well, who would you call? Like, who would you call that would be able to comfort you? And when I heard that question, I was like, no one. Like, looking for someone in the world that could comfort me will never. That won't comfort me. My ego mind thinks it will. Like, oh, I could call my one of my prayer partners. Oh, I could call, like... And I, I went through that whole list as I was like, like I thought of all the people that I could call and it was almost like I'd hear a name and no, 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 no. But then that question came in and I was like, that's true. Like the only, the truth is to call upon spirit to call upon and how do I call upon them in prayer so it was it was just this really interesting experience and I'm not saying I want to go through it again because <laughs> it was not fun <laughs> and um, it it showed me something so yeah, the lessons are, they're not always filled with rainbows and unicorns. Thank you for letting me share. Yeah, thank you, Lori and Rieko. I feel like so much is. I feel better just having listened to everything. It feels like, you know, Jennifer's prayer this morning was about life purpose. And I think that's partly what we're talking about is this, that it's not really about the thing, whatever it is, like the, you know, it's just that we're given these opportunities and how we respond to them is really what makes us feel like we're on we're on our purpose or we're not like that we're in the flow or we're not and yeah it's so helpful I do feel like Rico like it is perfect and that I couldn't have planned it you know that the that this things would open up and when I do look around you know I've noticed recently a couple of things that came to mind when we were talking was attachment like it feels like it's the attachment to things that are is what's tiring and what's frustrating and I relate to that sense of frustration but also I feel like you know my own response to frustration has been recently thinking wow all those times that I got to that point of frustration was like I ended up coming through and then it was like another growth spurt came out of it um, and the other part I was thinking about was like you know with the resurrection this Easter I found myself describing to somebody it's like a part of me is dying and a part of me is resurrecting. So it's like, it's, and it's all one in a, in a really strange way. It was like, it was like I could see myself. I was trying to describe my life to this person. I was like, it's like, it's like I can see the part of me that's 
like on the ground and there's this other part that's like taking off it's just really and I feel like that's part of what we're describing is you know those the parts that come up that are really tough is the part the crucifixion part you know that are we get a chance to say no I choose and we are growing from it like that it's like the yeah I'm just amazed by I was thinking about the little flowers you know that grow through concrete and you're just like how do they do that like the desire to grow is so strong and you know I think that's I'm more in awe of that now and the when I look back and I think of all those points of frustration and the ones that are to come but they're yeah it's kind of miraculous that we can grow out of those circumstances like you're describing Laurie just this so like just doubled over feelings that are so intense and yeah that we can even make a choice in those moments is quite um I'm really grateful for the spiritual community because I just don't know if I would have been able to learn how to do that it wasn't for these conversations and the support that we have in these groups to to embrace and feel where the frustration is and allow ourselves to experience all of humanity and all of life and um it really is a roller coaster you know but to embrace it seems to be really liberating and actually feels like purpose I've had those experiences recently as well, which I'm being reminded of now. So thank you. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Laurie. Hi, Araba. Hey, Araba. Hi, Araba. Hmm. Laurie, what a powerful story you just shared with us. Um, what I heard so much too was that you were fully present with yourself throughout the whole experience and you, you knew to pray to ask for help when even in the midst of that um, all, like seemingly all consuming like physical experience too of like hyperventilating and um, being yeah it's and all the what's the word all the affirmation you received afterwards of things changing form, even though that's not the point that like you, you, um, you had a moment of, I call, I would call that awakening because it's whenever we have that opening of being able to see whatever we're experiencing from like a bigger perspective, it feels like an awakening to me and, and everything else in the form just like falls into place like your dog just getting up and walking like oh wow so amazing um hmm. and what you said about that that part of you that's willing to um 
not judge the experience, but just be present with it and, um, and very gently help you harvest the learning from it. I'm, I'm getting that part of me too. And, and therefore my experience of going through those intense moments of um, emotional upheaval, should I say, is, is um, changing so much because now I see Rieko having that experience of having those emotions and feeling almost paralyzed in that intensity of it. And there's another part of me that's just kind of observing it very gently and without judgment. And when I don't have that judgment, like I suffer so much less, like even though the same uh, physical sensations and emotions are going through my body and mind and being, um, I'm, I'm not suffering as, as much as I used to. And it's almost like I'm just watching and saying, oh yeah, there she goes, like having that thought and experiencing the effects of it and it's all good and this, let's just experience this and let's just hold space for this. And we know that all is well still, even if you don't feel like it, Rico, it's all good. Um, and I've had like, and I'm so grateful that Jennifer has been showing us by example that we're allowed to like pause. We're allowed to be silent, like in the midst of a conversation even, and just like take a breath and tune in. Um, because I've been practicing giving myself permission to do the same, even in the midst of like a prayer partner call or a community call or even being with somebody else. Um, and, and like I had a an instance with my husband the other day where something he said triggered me and, but I knew to not respond at that point to just like let myself feel the trigger, feel the thoughts that are coming up, feel the emotions, and then just like sit with it until I was able to come back to my center from a place of love and um, peace so that I could talk about it with him without any sense of attack or blame about it. Um, and I probably gave myself like half an hour. And in the meantime, he was probably like, what is going on? She's not saying anything. Is she giving me the silent treatment? <laughs> Cause I was just like lying there with my eyes wide open, looking at the ceiling for like 30 minutes or it felt like 30 minutes. And then finally I just came out of it and said, sorry, I was, I was feeling very triggered by what you said. And these are the thoughts that was going through my head. And I was just allowing myself to process that. And, and it was, um, I don't know how he felt, but it felt to me like such a empowering way of um, working with our emotions and triggers to just allow ourselves to like sit with it and, um, pray on it and just like give, give ourselves time to do that before we respond if if at all um and it's so powerful isn't it Lori? it's it's amazing um and all we need to all we did was just be present with it and and pray and yeah i love this work so much Thank you. Well, <clears throat> I have to be honest and say it wasn't something like that was a conscious choice. When I started praying, it was more like 
I was brought to my knees and there was nothing else I could possibly do. So it was kind of, you know, I wish I could say I was at the place where I thought, I must pray that will help. Like, but I wasn't. Okay, well, there's nothing else I can do. I might as well do this, you know, and, and, and it just started coming and I was just continuing to do it because I had heard that. Well, who else are you going to call? And I, part of me knew no one, there's no one I can call in this world to do it, but it wasn't like, it didn't come from this place of, I know (laughs) I'm the perfect spiritual student. It was like, nope. I was like, on my knees and be and like okay like in the birth canal i felt like i was coming through the birth canal so um it just kind of unfolded (laughs) yeah and that that's perfect right like it's yeah i mean maybe like the way i described my experience sounded like that but it wasn't like that either it was like (laughs) all right like what do I do? It didn't sound like that. You made it sound so lovely. It was like, it wasn't one of those beautiful dab my eyes with tears. <laughs> ugly cry. Like, ugly cry. Which yeah. It never feels like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But at least we can laugh at it now. Yes. And when you were saying, like, taking a pause while you're talking, or you know, that reminded me of you, Jenny, because it feels like that's exactly what you've allowed yourself to do in your life. You're just taking a pause right now. Yeah. It just feels like a long one. (laughs) But it does feel long, doesn't it? When When you're not used to giving yourself a pause and then... You know, because I, I find that too, like what you're saying with Jennifer, like I just think it's amazing that she models that because like there's time, actually one time, I then you get used to her being that way. And I remember in the car when we met at the retreat and she said something and I just left such a long pause that she turned around and she's like, did you hear me? And I was like, oh, I just thought you were going to keep talking because she usually takes such a long pause. And um, so, you know, there's kind of, yeah, there's a, something about it, you know, that we change, but then, you know, people around us can, you know, learn to give us that time as well. And I feel like it's really important. So, yeah, yeah, it does it feel so loving and nurturing to give ourselves a little room. I'm noticing the time and I'm not sure if there's something that's supposed to come into this room at any point soon. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just so happy and I'm so happy that today was just, it just worked out perfectly. Thank you for these conversations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.
And anytime the two of you would like to trade sessions, I'd be more than happy to do it. Just thank you. myself how, how I would love to start doing that regularly again. I did it before my certification. And then once I got certified, I kind of put it on hold and I'm seeing the value in it. So if you'd like to, I would love to. So putting it out there. And if not, that's okay too. Thank you, Laurie. Yeah, same, same for you, Jenny, if you ever feel like coming out of the pause a little bit and want to trade, I'll be, I'll be delighted. Yeah, thank you. Shall we pray? I just wish we could all meet out for lunch somewhere and go watch. <laughs> I would love that. You want to come, come over here for a little trip to the cinema? <laughs> it's only like thousands of miles. <laughs> it would be worth it though. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. Would you like to pray, Jenny, or would you like me to Sure. Pray? Yeah, I'll pray. Taking a deep breath. So thankful for the pause. And so thankful for this space and the opportunity just to share and be with each other in harmony and in peace and in love and compassion and self-love. So grateful for the laughs and for the relief of being able to share those moments of frustration or devastation just everything about being alive on this crazy journey that we're on together we're so grateful for all of the community and everyone who'll join us later we're so thankful to be all connected yeah and that you know each person's healing is healing for all we're so grateful to celebrate and give so much gratitude and thanks for the healing that's happening and for, yeah, just the amazingness that can unfold when we allow things to be. We can accept spirit's path for us and the goodness of its guidance and of truth. So thankful for all of our brothers and sisters and to share the benefits of this time with the one. And we receive and open and accept all the blessings allow them to be, to live and grow in our hearts. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that beautiful prayer, both of you. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you. Thank you, Laurie. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Lunch soon. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we could just come on here and eat our lunch together. (laughs) Bye. Bye.